Welcome to the Forensic Cop Podcast. Liverpool 2, Burnley 0. That Anfield roar is back. Yeah, it felt pretty nice having the crowd there. Like, it's, it's kind of what we missed last year. Like, in a way, I'll admit I enjoyed hearing the players on the field, you know, yell at each other, the, the instructions being given and all that, but I much enjoyed this. Yeah, and, and even besides that, I think once I realized how dead it was for the players, it was hard for me to even pay attention to any of the sounds that the players were making or the fake crowd noise from the studio because I could just tell that the players were not feeling it. And oh, the, it the fake crowd noise the fake crowd noise was like an insult. <laughs> they they should have <laughs> left that one out. Um, I actually I, got used to it after a while, I'll be honest. <sighs> I, you know what? I just felt offended by it. So I'd always watch the stadium sound version where you could hear Klopp yelling at them, which was super awesome. And you'd hear Hendo going on like nobody's business. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's beyond obvious that these players are, are, you know, driven on by the fans. I, I think even, even the opposing fans cheering for their team drives you on to a degree. Absolutely. And I, so it was, I, it was nice to hear, and frankly, it was nice to get that against Burnley, who, you know, broke our 68-game home winning streak last year. So I'm, I'm glad that, we're, that we were able to, to put it to them. Not only that, but they're also the ones that prevented us from having a perfect home record a couple seasons ago. Yeah, which is why it was so interesting that, in all honesty, this game felt, I don't know if easy is the right word, but to some degree, there was like inevitability to it. Like there was really no period where I was doubting that we were going to win. Me neither. And even if, even if Burnley has scored first, like they were threatening to do, I was almost even hoping they would because like you, I didn't see how we would come away from this game without a win. Yeah, like I know, I know you could sense the crowd was getting a bit nervy in like the 60th minute or whatever when we hadn't put on a second one. But I just, I, there was just no, no, no part of me that thought in any way we were going to, to lose it. I mean, not even a tie. Like it was just obvious we were winning it from, from the first minute, even though, um, you know, they did have their chances and whatnot. And we were really only up one for the majority of the game. There's something to be said about having Allison Van Dyke and Matip. I, I I read a stat and I haven't verified, but I I can assume it's true that Matip has only lost one of the last forty four games in which he started for Liverpool. That so is nuts, but it's, it's safe to say that I'm sure it, you know maybe someone can check the stats, but I wonder if Allison Matip and Van Dyke have lost any games together. You know what I'll say. Um, I mean, those 44 games, I'll guarantee you, were next to Van Dyke. So, you know, right. that that helps. Um, and probably the majority of those games were in front of Allison, which also helps. But I mean, <clears throat> team after team, when it's Van Dyke and Matip, team after team, go after Matip. Like, I know. Like, he's the weak link. And I don't know what it'll take for teams to figure out that, I mean, he's often injured, but when he's not, he's world-class. Like, there's a reason Konate and Gomez were not playing today. And I think that's probably why, because he's so in and out of the team that 
a lot of opposing teams have just not noticed that he's actually a very good player. And I'd say he's as good as Van Dyke. He just doesn't have certain other strengths. However, he's as good a defender as Van Dyke. It's just that when you see him play three games out of 10, or maybe three games out of 20 even, um, it's hard for you to now plan and, and you know, um, plan around him. So, so he's not as good a player as Van Dyke. I said as good a defender. He, he, you could argue he's as good a defender. So he's clearly not as fast, but he's smart enough to know he's not fast. And so he knows when to cheat off a guy, exactly. when to give himself extra space. He definitely knows how to body up guys. Like I would almost say that Van Dyke is so big and strong and fast that he's almost lazy sometimes in that. Yeah. And Matip doesn't take plays off. Like Matip doesn't have those cases where, you know, like the guy gets around him and you're like, oh, he should have bodied him up earlier. Like that just doesn't happen. I mean, today it happened one time because the guy literally dragged him to the ground and I don't understand how that wasn't a call. But I mean, he's, he's defensively very intelligent and and i think you saw it today i mean did they get some chances sure but frankly i thought that van dyke was as much at fault for anything that burnley got than matip like i i didn't really see a hole in matip's game today no no and and even the last game and when you look at matip i think because of his stature and his ability on the ball we kind of assume that he would be the more cultured defender in a partnership. You know how in a defensive partnership, there's one cultured defender and then one chicken, headless chicken kind of defender. You know, <laughs> one Matt Phillips. Ditch. Yeah, exactly. Last is <laughs> tackles, right? Usually the one who gives away penalties. Um, so we, we, we often assume that Matip will be the more cultured defender because he is very cultured. However, when I see him playing next to Van Dyke. And also, if I look back to last season when he played next to um, Fabinho, he's a much better defender when he is that erratic one, right? So that's probably why him and Lovren didn't always look good together because that's Lovren's role, right? And Matip yeah. is just a lot more effective when he's constantly busy. You see on the goal kicks or on the long pass outs, um, he's the one that steps up to body the, the right. forward. And Van Dyke is the one who drops back. Exactly. So that's clearly their roles. I think part of that is because everyone tries to kick to that side because, you know, Matt tips the weak one. Um, but again, I say that because that's how I think other teams are playing, not because I actually think he's the weak one. Um, he's a phenomenal defender. I think you saw it today. Um, and, and just, it was a, it, it was, it was nice to watch. And if this guy could string together a season without injury like what would he look like by the end of the season he's never in rhythm and look how good he is yeah i say that if if he's able to put together an injury free season we take it and we sell him i mean i guess wouldn't you want to keep him at that point well the reason i say that is we have two younger defenders that do need to play at some point right that's true so if he's going to be because he is the second best defender at the club Right he when is. he's on form, when he's playing, I'd have him and Van Dyke every single day of the week. Right. Well, so I don't know. Kanate seems to bring a lot. Point. Sorry. Kanate seems to bring a lot. We haven't seen it, but I mean, Kanate was you know a, a big part of his former team, 
and their win percentage was significantly higher when he was playing. So uh, anyway, as of right now, I mean, I think Klopp agrees with you that he's the second best defender because, I mean, that's who the defensive pairing is. So yeah. I remember uh, all those um, previous seasons when Klopp would always start with Van Dijk and Matip. I always used to scratch my head, but I totally get it. If Matip well, is it's because Gomez needs like two months to get into the season. Right. Which is super bizarre, but I mean, that always seemed to be the case. But now it looks like it's just you put Matip in because... I mean, he's, he's the man. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, in this game, defensively, we were challenged sometimes. I think uh, Van Dyke had one nice slide tackle in there. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, where he I needed did. to be last man. And, and he did it. Good for him. It was a smart play, a savvy play. It wasn't, it never felt that dangerous, to be quite honest. It was just a defender needed to make a play and he made it. Um, but I mean, going forward, I kind of I kind of liked what we did today. I thought that uh, um, you know the midfield was much more targeted to going forward as opposed to other games where they're just workmanlike and and offer nothing. Yeah, I I think we are seeing the genie sized hole in our midfield, and by that I actually mean that as a positive. In that, for all the the good points he had one of the negatives he had was he didn't really add much to our attacking play and a lot of times he slowed it down and when our front three are not firing he's not offering anything um whether it's by choice or by ability or instruction i don't know but the bottom line is that he wasn't so it, it was nice to see a a particular threat from midfield and in, in the form of elliot and um you're really, really in the form of Elliot, and then just having a front three well, all Kata rotating. Too. Yeah, um, he, he was very controlled, but agreed. He he carried the ball. Um, he was quite well. he was good. Him and Jota have this thing of finding holes and finding space, right? That they're extremely good at. They're just very intelligent f- football players. Yes, and and frankly, um, I saw some of that in. Um, Elliot today. Elliot, right. And I actually saw, you're going to think it's crazy. I actually saw some of that in Alexander Arnold today because when Elliot was playing, he kind of knew, he he had a better sense of what was happening going forward. He knew there was going to be a lot going forward. And, and especially like on that second goal, he got himself into a space in the middle of the defense that nobody could kind of get around him. You know, he he had tons of room made the defender come to him like it was a it was a fantastic play and it was the space right he found a hole which is something i feel like we've been missing we we get marked up we carry the ball and we don't have the 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 space and we don't have you know we're not filling holes and and the holes are where you get a, a good play and you get the defensive breakdowns and stuff like that yeah i i, I agree completely and I think you had called it a couple seasons ago, and particularly last season, where we were progressively seeing Trent cutting in a lot more, and you were asking for for him to do more of that. And I think now with Van Dyke and, and Matip at the back, he he has a confidence and probably the approval to to go ahead and and play a little bit more free. Well, I mean, with Matip and Van Dyke at the back, if it's a two on two, so like you know Burnley had two guys up, if it's a two on two their guys against Matip and Van Dyke. Are you really worried? No, exactly. <laughs> On the other hand, if it's like it's... Fab and Matt Phillips, I'm worried. Right. 
Or if it's so the next game against Chelsea, obviously he I don't think he'll be taking that much liberty. That that might be true. Um, but I mean, we, we do need to talk about Elliot. He, you know, 18 years old, he looked very good, uh, did not look at a place at all. Everyone talks about how he played with confidence. I mean, when you're 18, you know, mm-hmm. playing for the first time on a team like Liverpool, you're either super confident because you know, you've made it or you're terrified. So he wasn't terrified. Um, but I mean, the guy's got some skills. He does. He he has he has everything. I mean, he's not the fastest, he's not the tallest, obviously, but he doesn't need to be if he plays like that. He's 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 always looking to be involved. Um, you can see that he was. I don't know how to explain this. It's not that he was a little bit off the pace in some plays, but I think you can tell that this level is one step above what he's used to. So the more he plays, the more he'll realize he doesn't have as much time on the ball as perhaps he he did in the championship. And it'll come because you can see that the talent is is there. I mean, so the one thing I will agree with you on is he is definitely lacking size and speed. He was, you know, um, he was not pushed off the ball, but he wasn't as strong on the ball as, as I would have liked. He was caught up. He's not the fastest runner in the world. But I just, the rest of his game is so complete. He's got so much skill and so much, sight and he just he understands the game so well i mean i know i've listened to all the other pundits and nobody else talked about this the kid knows how to draw fouls yeah. like he was in there for what 10 minutes and drew two fouls when was the last time we can ever say like a liverpool player drew two fouls in a whole two game fouls, right? like we just don't draw them and yeah. he's he he knows he basically you know there was one early in the game where he knew he had nowhere to go with the ball and he was about to lose it so he pulled it to his other leg put it forward and went down perfect and and it's an art because there's a way that you can draw legitimate fouls without getting injured, right? Exactly, and and he's clearly aware of it. Like, yeah, like shockingly good at it for a guy who's 18, right? So, and- I mean, I was I was extremely impressed with that from him. Um, he was fouled five times today. He drew five fouls, and probably another five hefty legitimate tackles, but were probably inappropriate. Oh my God. I don't know. Like I know Klopp went on his thing about <laughs> if you want to watch wrestling, watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like this was a rough game. My biggest surprise was, so I'll give it to the ref. He actually called some things, but the fact that there were no cards was just surprising to me. Like I'm okay with that. You know what? There were a lot of like flying elbows and, and those are the ones and the, and the like scissor leg tackle. Those are the ones that, that can really injure players. I mean the bear hugs and the and the mm-hmm. ripping off jerseys and whatnot. That okay, like I can live without it, but it's the plays that can actually harm a guy. Like I don't need to see a guy actually go down and get injured for it to be a yellow. So I would have liked to see a bit more of that. But in terms of like getting a card, but you know, it, it was a rough game and and we handled it very well. I mean, you we know, did. other than and- Jota. Yeah. <laughs> who was- clearly was getting agitated in there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and I think that's where the crowd helped. This time last year, okay, granted, this time last year we'd be playing with Phillips and Williams probably, but this time last year at home, if Burnley played like that, they would have scored first and we, we would have no answer. We would just keep crossing the ball in, crossing the ball in, because also, also Jota was injured too, so nobody <laughs> would be there to head it. 
You know what, though, I will say. So, I mean, today's lineup of Jota, um, Salah, and Mane out front, um, good lineup. Again, I think Jota offers things that fa- that uh, Firmino doesn't. So, you know, that's always a benefit. But the other thing that I found very interesting was there were a number of plays that I saw that Elliot was the fourth man up. Right. Like, we're, we were in the box with four guys where... To be honest, last year, we were in the box oftentimes like two. Right. And and it makes a big difference, like just in terms of pulling defenders and in terms of making space, like it's a big deal. And today, I mean, it looked great. And, you know, you talked about how, well, Genie isn't there to, to slow up the play. Firmino is not there to slow up the play either because Firmino would often slow the play or give the ball away. And today, it felt much more fluid back to front. I, yeah, 100%. And, and and having Elliot there on the left, and I, I know I keep on harping um, on this, but it's almost as if you're playing with two Salas, right? Because they're essentially doing the same thing. It's just that sometimes Mo Salah is on the wing and then Elliot is a little inside and sometimes it's the other way around. So as a defender, which Mo Salah do you, do you mark, right? The, well, the, the only thing one I didn't the new like, one? The, the, the old Salah didn't much pass the new Salah, which... yeah. I if I was Klopp, I would say, look, this kid can do stuff. Like pass to him. You know what it is about Salah, the- and, and we talked about this. He he's just a heads down player. He's not. A lot of people say he's selfish or he's unselfish. He's he he doesn't know what's going on around him. He has no footballing IQ. So when he passes or he doesn't pass, I don't even hold it against him because he's not. He doesn't even know what he's doing, right? Like the assist last week to to Jota. He had no idea Jota was anywhere close, right? He was just trying to touch the ball, bring it down and have a shot. So yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I'm just, uh, I was rewatching the game in the background, 23rd minute there. We have a break Mane Salah up, which is normal. And third man entering the box is Elliot with Jota mm-hmm. close behind him. But just think about that. When was the last time you could say a midfielder was in front of that's true our third forward? Like we've just never had that type of attack. And, and I think today you saw what happens when you, put numbers in the box and we just don't we basically give it to Mane and Salah and say hey do your magic and it just wasn't working last year but today it it looked great and I mean I love the game I mean I I can't I can't say enough yeah it's it's I think it's good it'll be fun watching us this this year do you think Salah in time will realize what Elliot brings and pass more you think there's no chance He's just no, but, the head no, but down, that, you were saying. Yeah, that's my point. It's not I I I'm, I know that he knows um what he offers because he's he's almost like a mentor to him, right? In training and he, he, um Elliot talks a lot about uh what he's learning from Osala. But when Salah's on the field, he doesn't know what else is happening, right? And it's it's Klopp's fault. He's cultivated that, which is why Mani was irritated at Klopp a couple of years ago when you can almost see Mani telling Klopp, tell him to pass, right? Yeah, it's so, true that I, I remember the moment and the more I've thought about it, the more he was mad at Salah for not passing, but you could tell he was also mad at Klopp. Yeah. But I mean, as long as last last year was a one-off because we just had a terrible season, but as long as he's scoring and the team is playing, yeah, you know what? Put your head down. Put your head down, son. Yeah, the other one that we saw a lot today was uh, Alexander-Arnold more in the middle. So he wasn't just bombing up the wing. He was actually coming down the middle and cutting in a lot more. Intentionally, yeah. Intentionally. And and I mean, again, just the stress on the defense mm-hmm. that that puts. 
you know, and then, you know, Elliot, I mean, look, Elliot, Alexander Arnold and solid down that wing to your point, like, who do you take? Yeah. Right. Like, 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 what do you want? Elliot, Elliot can make magic happen. We've seen it. Right. He's young and he's unpredictable. Then you have Salah, who we all know what he brings. And Alexander Arnold can, you know, make the run and make the pass pass or shoot. Yeah. Like, like it's a really pick your poison down that wing. It's, it's truly, if, if those three can kind of get a nice, you know, um, a, a nice little thing going together and they start to feel off each other. I mean, wow, that's a wing. What did you think of Tiago coming on when he did? He looked rusty. He looked he, like he, 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 yeah, he he looked rusty. I, I, at first, I was I, I didn't want him to come on because I was afraid that he might get injured in a game like this. But um, he looked rusty. But he's again, he's another intelligent player. He just knows uh, he knows the, his opposition, right? So he knew I'm a little bit rusty. I'm not the quickest right now, but I have like a thousand times more skill than these people. So I'm just going to get the ball, do a little twist and I'm gone. Right. But again, he also has this thing where he creates out of nothing. Yes. And, and I won't say unexpectedly because we expect him to do it, but you're just watching and you're like, where did that come from? And, and that's, well, so that's one thing about him that, that is just phenomenal. The other one is, and you know, I've, I've mentioned this before is when you have a team like Burnley was clearly pressing and they were trying to get the ball back, which I don't think was a great plan, but that was their plan. They, they were not running at Tiago. They were running at everybody. They were half running at Keda. Yeah. They weren't full running at Keda. They were clearly choosing not to go full blast at him, but they were staying off of Tiago. Because they right. know if you run at him, he'll burn you. Exactly. And it's it's like the other thing that I find. So, you know, you're, you're talking about what you think of Tiago in the game. I actually look at this more like not just looking at Tiago in the game, but what Tiago brings, what Salah brings, what all of these guys bring. Like think of the young players that we have and what they're learning, right? Like imagine in two years, nobody wants to run at Elliot because he'll do a Tiago and get by you and you're screwed. That's true. right. So I'm hoping that it's not just what we're seeing on the field. It's also the young guys are learning. But oh, I'm I mean, sure it is. And Elliot hasn't even, he's only had a few weeks or a few months with Tiago, right? Because he was on loan last season. So you can yeah. imagine how much more he'll improve throughout the season. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to his development. Um, he was phenomenal. It's too bad he got that uh, assist taken away. It would have been nice. For him to get it. I was it, just but watching again. it again and honestly it it's so close that they should have just let it go and they shouldn't have shown us the lines. Nobody would have complained. Because in real time and even slow, slow motion, it, it does look like it can pass for onside. Like at first at first picture, I was like like seeing it from the side there, I'm like, oh yeah, okay, it's offside, no big deal. It'll be offside, right. But then when they showed the picture, I'm like, Ooh, I'm not sure I'd have the guts to call that one offside. That was too close. Yeah. Like you were you the whole the whole point was we're not making these marginal calls anymore. Exactly. And what was that? Like that was, that was clearly yeah. marginal. Just a chest and his toe. Yeah, Pretty like much. I don't know. That's you know what? Let's just be thankful VAR didn't figure into uh any of the uh the game. Uh, one thing that did figure in was the uh, the two non penalties 
that were not called against us. Did you have any thoughts on those? Remind me again which ones those were. Oh, both of them were where their guy got shouldered slightly and went down like he was shot. Yeah, no. So that one obviously wasn't. Um, The one on... Alexander Arnold? Yeah, Trent. I've seen them given, as they always say, but I I don't think... Especially the way the ref wasn't really making calls today. There's no yeah, way you know what my feeling on it that. is? Um, on both of them, actually. I think a card has to be given. You either call the penalty or you call the dive. It can't go both ways. You can't be lying on the ground holding your face when there was no contact made with it and the, the ref just waves it off. I mean, you got to give it like either it's either simulation or it's a penalty. Take your pick. I don't really care. I mean, I think as a Liverpool fan, I care, but you yeah. you got to call something like these, these guys got to stop rolling on the ground. It just, it's not, it's not what we want for our game. Yeah. I, I, I think there, sh- there should for sure be some retrospective um, review to where, okay, the game is over now. Have a panel, just sit back and watch all the video and see, was there any simulation? And if there was, um, Maybe even sit them for the next game. You know what? It doesn't even have to be sitting for the next game. It's just a post-match yellow. And you yeah, get enough of those. Mean, it doesn't really do anything. Well, it does because once you accumulate enough of them, then you start missing games. Sure. Okay. No, that's fair. So I would like the sit you for next game, but, um, you know, like the the one where where the guy, you know, held his head and I think the, the staff had to come on. That one yeah. drives me nuts. Right. If If you're holding your head and the medical team needs to come on to check for a concussion, you're not allowed to stay in the game. Right. Like, take your pick. You either didn't get hit, in which case you get a yellow, or you got hit and please go off. This isn't a joke. So it's that kind of stuff that I find aggravating. But again, I mean, Burnley knew that was the only way they were going to win. <laughs> so they tried everything they could there. Um, I mean, overall, uh, were there any players that you were a little disappointed on our team with? Anyone that you thought could have done better? I thought Allison was a bit casual in the beginning, but he 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 well, he did have his A game on. He made some amazing saves. Well, he made those two saves, which were pretty much goals. After like he got that game. scare, yeah, he seemed up his game. Just like in the last game. So he's already <laughs> saved us three clear goals this season in two games. Yeah, agreed. Just, you know what? The bad. other guy just I just had came to mind, Simikas. Yes. Okay. And I know this is heresy, but <laughs> I don't think that it is. that cross of his, like, I'm sorry, that's just better than Robbo's. Like, it's hard and it's low, and when you don't have tall guys, these long loopy crosses that the tallest guy gets don't help us. No. Agreed. I mean, his low, hard cross, that's why Jota got it. Yeah. Because you didn't give the defender time and space to, okay, everybody just go for the header, whoever's taller wins. It's it's He's just so good on that. And, and I'm glad he got the assist there. So our two goals were assisted by our two fullbacks, which is like a Klopp dream, right? Yeah, and, and his corners are pretty good too. Again, hard and direct. Yeah. So... Chelsea game, let's say. The Chelsea game is coming next week. Who do you play back there if Robbo's 100% healthy? So I think Klopp is thanking his lucky stars that that, that shoulder injury may have saved him a decision. 
right? So now he can say, even if Costas is fully fit, he say, yeah, precaution, I, you know, we want to sit him and we'll bring Robertson back. Because the way that he's been playing and the fact that this is two games on the bounce and he's only going to get better, I think you leave him in. At least yeah. until the international break, right? And then, obviously, after that, you know, people come back unfit or whatever happens. But, yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to in. see though so we know Firmino raised this game thanks to Jota and yeah. man two goals in two games like Jota's starting on fire again Firmino has got to be worried for his starting spot if he still has a chance at it yeah um, I don't think like he's worried I, about anything <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than made... those perfect teeth that he has <laughs> yeah the best was was it last no it was the friendly um, him and Nico Williams were celebrating. I was like, okay, those two should not stand together. <laughs> he just shiny teeth galore. One is natural, one is fixed. But <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, no, no. Uh, it, it's funny. It's true. Um, like, like Jota has made Firmino race his game because Firmino didn't score for like 600 years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he started actually finding the net here and there. Um, I wonder... Will sitting and watching Simicast these last two games, will that do something for Robbo? Yes, totally. Because if if you recall three seasons ago, um, what's his name? Alberto Moreno was, was the first choice and was starting to look good. But then he got an injury and then Robertson came in and had a similar play against Man City where he just hassled their defense and goalkeeper and 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 the crowd was cheering for him right and then that's when everything switched um for his career and so i think seeing Simicas have something similar where he was tackled and he still managed to to get the ball out of three or four players he's probably sitting on the bench thinking okay um if i don't up my game that might be it for me because this guy is not bad so i i I think it'll be a good thing one thing I will say is that play, so I know exactly which one you're talking about, the one where you went to the ground and you were like, how on earth did he come out with that? That play last year is uh, whatever. That play this year with the crowd there, I mean, they were they were going nuts for him. Right. And that's got to feel like a million bucks. Like he was tired by that point and you could see it. Mm-hmm. But I bet you that play and the crowd's reaction energized him for the rest of the game. Yeah, agreed. He looked he looked very good. I I loved what he brought. I also liked uh, Hendo. I thought Hendo played quite a good game in his old old uh, holding defensive position. He did. It, it was probably the perfect game for him because we did need somebody to sit in the midfield and just control things. Um, so he didn't have to exert much energy. And he lasted the ninety, right? He did. Yeah. Okay. I mean. To be to be honest, I was a little bit surprised with who lasted the ninety, because um, you know Jordan Henderson lasted the ninety and Elliot lasted the ninety, and I didn't think they'd make it the whole way, frankly. Yeah, with with Elliot, I think it was more. I didn't think that he would last Klopp, pulling him, right? But I knew that he he would be fine in terms of his energy levels. But I so thought, you okay. know what? Actually, I I would. I would actually say, I agree with you on that. I didn't think Klopp would let him have it. But actually, even more than that, I mean, he's a young guy who, um, you know, he's 18 years old, finally playing where he's wanted to play. 
like the championship garbage he played last year. And again, I don't mean garbage in terms of like, it's actual terrible, but like, that's not what he's been dreaming of. Right. Um, You know, it's, I could have seen a big energy dump, like the first 10, 15 minutes, he like burns 90% of his energy out. I could have seen that happen, but he was clearly in control and showing a level of poise that, I mean, an 18 year old playing his first game, I, I, I would have thought he would have burned himself out a bit, but he still yeah. seemed fresh at the end of the game. He did. He, there were a few mental lapses, which is totally understandable. Um, because again, in the championship, you can probably afford to turn off for a little bit, but against a team, the way Burnley was playing in the EPL, you can't. So I, I, I think it, it, it was, it, it would have been a good platform for him to learn and he's not going to get too many games, um, until we, we start playing twice in a week. So I think Falk was like, okay, just have the 90. Yeah. I mean, look, it worked out great. He impressed. It's too bad he didn't get the assist. Who? Uh, so speaking of uh, impressed, who impressed you the most? Who's your man of the match on this one? Ooh. Um. All right, I'll let you think about it, and I'll tell you. I'll give it to Elliot. Because... Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to give it to Keita. Because when Keita is not mentioned, I think he's had a good game. Because when he has a bad game, you notice, right? Because <laughs> you he's definitely trying do. things or he's losing the ball. But when he has a game like this, he's essentially replacing Genie because Genie just has a game where you, you don't even notice him un- unless he's slowing down our, our our attacks. So I would actually give it to Keita. And, and you could see the, the, the joy on Klopp's face when he came up. He was so happy for him and probably for himself too because he's thinking, I can finally make something with this guy. Yeah, two straight games. Mm-hmm. Two games in a row. I can't remember the last time he started two games in a row. So that was big for sure. I'm going to I'm going to go with Elliot because I mean when an 18-year-old plays 90 minutes for I mean I know it's two games in but we're number 1 in the league. Mm-hmm. Um you know that's a that's a big deal and and he did great. I'm not going to overstate it like he was the greatest thing, greatest thing since sliced bread but he looked calm in there and he made smart plays. And frankly he brought something that I don't think other people have brought. He's, he's a very big change of pace for what we've had previously. And, and I loved it. I thought it was great. He, yeah, he didn't look like, so, so if I, if I didn't know anything about these teams and I was watching this game, I wouldn't think there was an 18 year old player playing for us at Anfield for the first time, or at least a, a full game. I, I, I wouldn't have noticed that he looked like just the, you know, like the other Liverpool players. Absolutely. And and what's interesting with him is, right, he was a, he was actually a forward who we've kind of converted into a midfielder now. Yeah, kind of like Jones, too. Jones was more of a left forward, but um, he was also brought back to the midfield, probably because of his height and, and his skill on the ball. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy that Klopp gave Elliot a chance in the midfield because I was concerned where he would fit into our team because he obviously doesn't have the pace to play on, on our wings. Um, and he doesn't have the physique to play in the middle as either in the Tiago or not the Tiago, the um, Henderson or Fabinho role. So I was kind of concerned as to how he would fit in, but it looks like he's fit just nicely on the right there. He has, and I'm just like the games in the background, another run. So just in the, in the 20 minutes I've been looking here, there have been three times that he was the third man in the box before Jota. And we know how much Jota likes to get in the box and score. So yeah. 
I, what a new I, dimension to our game. I wouldn't see him playing. This was a perfect game for him, right? So playing the likes of Crystal Palace, Burnley, Brighton at home. But I wouldn't be playing him against any of the top six. Against Chelsea? Yeah. No. <laughs> Chelsea happens to come to mind? Yeah. No, I, 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 I wouldn't be playing him unless he's a sub and, and we need to bring him on for some reason. But um, I think that's the game for the Tiagos, the Hendersons, and the Fabinhos. Actually, you know who you missed as a man of the match? Maybe it should be Allison. I, I was thinking of Allison too, but I just had to give it to Kato because right now we just need. Uh, We're both being extra hopeful. You're giving it to Kato so he stays fit, and I'm giving it to Elliot because I want to see more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, going on to next week, I I think Fab's probably back in the middle, and yeah. uh, and Hendo, you gotta believe, is probably going to be on the wing. Um, well, not on the wing, but like it- middle. It depends Midfield. on the state of mind of Fab. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Um, but I think Kate does a shoe in again. I agree. To play and, and uh, you know, our forwards, I mean, I think, again, you have to leave Jota in there. How can you take him out? Two goals, two games. You got to keep him in. Are you yes. are you worried at all about Chelsea? Um, actually, I'm not. I know, uh, right? Why do I feel like this? Why do I feel like I'm not worried about like any, um, like anybody we're playing? I'm like, yeah, we can take them. That's how I feel yeah. right now. Like with this team right now, I feel like that. And I think it's because we're playing in Anfield. Um, Thomas Tuchel will want to be cautious because you know he wouldn't want to just come and be thrashed. So he'll play a professional defensive game, but I don't think that they can hold us. So. We'll score and then they'll attack and we may score another one. It may end up a tie or we win, but I don't see us losing. And even if we lose, I don't see us playing badly and losing, which is all I care about, really. Yeah, I mean, well, as long actually, as we no, can I'd keep... Rather, I'd rather have the points, but... We need to keep the, ga- the good games going. It's still early in the season. We need to yeah. keep the good games going, which is which is part of it. But I can see a lot of energy from us and I can see, uh, you know, uh, to your point, I don't think Tuchel will want to get smoked. In his first I just hope uh, real visit, Trent to... isn't injured there. Um, oh yeah, that last play of the game that worried me a bit. Yeah, I was surprised that he was just being allowed to walk and limp around the field. <laughs> no one was was checking up on him, or <laughs> so perhaps he knows that it's it's nothing. Hopefully, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So so on to next week. Two wins out of two games, and uh, we're looking good. We're top of the league. I mean, it's still early, but top of the league by a goal differential so uh it's a good start to the season and a big test next week with chelsea for more stories analysis and articles go to the forensic website <laughs>